How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Flag Podcast. This is episode 65, and it is the season two finale episode. Yes. And my name is Anthony Stevens. My name is Damien Leba. It. We're just going to say it this way. We had a hiccup. I had COVID. <laughs> I, was, I was not going to throw you under the bus. I'll let you do it. That works. I actually yeah. had COVID. Yeah, he had COVID for the second time. Yeah. I don't know how I keep dodging it. Um, it makes no sense to me either. Everyone in this house is negative except me. See, and when my family all got it, like literally, I still kissed my wife and didn't like try to get away from her or nothing. She had it. My kids had it. My mom had it. Me, my grandparents, my dad all live in the same house. The four of us didn't get it. My little brother even got it. I don't, yeah. So it was just like, I don't know how that works. But, I mean, I tested four times just to make sure. Right. It just, whatever. Jeez. But it's a wild world out there. And that's why it's been a while since our last episode. We were supposed to have, like, I don't know, probably like two episodes before the finale, but now since it's the new year already, we kind of just have to jump to it. Yeah. And hopefully with the sacrifice of Betty White, we'll be able to not have any more impe- impediments. Yes. So. Um, Rest in peace, Harambe. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to go Betty White, but yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminds me of that uh, uh, Zachary Fox uh, video that I showed you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, Rest in peace to Betty White. She ain't dead before she died because I know it's coming. <laughs> It was like four uh, or five years Oh, damn. Years I ago. wonder if you've put anything on Twitter Oh, or dude, that would be great to look. Yeah. <laughs> what, is it Zach Fox? I think it's Zach Fox, yeah. Because okay. uh, if no one here has watched it, go to um, Kenny Beat's YouTube page and watch Zach Fox rap. It's like his number one video. And Kenny Beat's is like a super serious like music producer. He tries to like, he's trying to actually make a name for him. And this dude, he's a comedian. He just comes on in clowns and it's his highest viewed video he's ever done. And he's like, he's like, fuck dude, I'm never going to get taken seriously, but it is the best freestyle rap just off the tip. Just going. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, but how have you been other than being sick? Because your birthday was on last Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So I had to skip Christmas. Well, on Christmas, everybody came and they like just sat on the stairs and like threw me down the <laughs> they're presents. Like, they're like, here, take this. Yeah. So that that happened. And then um, on my birthday, my mom came and dropped a present off. And then my dad came and dropped a present off. And that was pretty much that. Um, I didn't get to go get drunk or anything like that, unfortunately. Because you totally drink. Yeah, I do. So. A lot. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so no, uh, yeah, I stuck at home for a whole week. I tried to write part of the script for the next movie we got going, and I could not, for the life of me, like, write. Yeah. It was so fucking hard. So I played video games all week, and I well, watched movies. When you're forced to be at home, I mean, just look at inside. Like, when you're forced to be at home, you're like creative um juices aren't flowing as much like you can see how much you have to force something out yeah that's what i was doing i even wrote some of it i didn't delete it i was like this is fucking trash yeah so but yeah i played video games all week and i watched a bunch of movies that so that like was a, cool sounds like a nice two-week vacation if you ask me <laughs> it um, was other than the pain yeah what what pain like my throat. Oh, so you did have some more symptoms this yeah, time. Yeah, the first, like honestly, the first two days, my throat was fucked up, but after that, it was just like coughing, and like coughing to the point where I was like gagging every time I coughed. Yeah, because it was like damn. But yeah, that was pretty much it. Okay. How was uh, your weeks? Uh, it was stressful. Uh, wife's birthday is 
the 21st, then you got Christmas, and then on this Thursday is my son's uh, fifth birthday, so I am broke, and I mean, it was a good Christmas, it was fun hanging out with my wife and my kids, um, been working at the liquor store a lot more, and it's it's been fun, it's been, it's a lot more laid back, like even the busy days, like Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving and stuff like that so like stress-free from like what i used to do it's Did, night and day have you just been working at the liquor store yeah because i don't get an assignment until april or may for the electrical stuff so did you do the school part or whatever yet uh first day is tomorrow oh okay so not looking forward to that and my second day is on my son's birthday so i'll be working and not even going home and going straight to class and i won't see my son for his birthday Damn. Well, that sucks but i'll make up for it somehow it sucks but it is what it is slave to the grind yeah, i guess it, it sucks at times but you know we do what we got to do to survive and hopefully it'll pay off in the long run yes and speaking of which i did actually apply for a, a different job uh what saturday for a graphic design job which is what i really want to do so hopefully that oh, comes through I, I remember you sending that over in the group chat and i was like fuck yeah like yeah uh my, my dad keeps asking me to make a website for the liquor store and i was like i was like can we talk to damien because he actually likes doing that <laughs> <laughs> i was like i can't stand building a website it drives me fucking insane right and i've done it a couple times um, yeah so but yeah so hopefully i get that because like t- t- today at work it was so boring yeah. It just it because we're so like ahead, uh, like order wise and stuff. Oh yeah, to where everyone's just taking their time and it's like boring as fuck. I had the exact same issue today yeah. because with liquor stores, right after the first of the year, everyone takes their little New Year's resolutions and stops drinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, for about two to three weeks until the bills come in and they're like, oh, I remember why I drink, and they start <laughs> again. <laughs> Business will pick back up in two to three weeks. So. Just like the fucking gym, like it's so packed today. Uh, It'll be like that for what? Probably the whole month. It'll it'll come in waves because uh, people are gonna get on and drop off and get on and drop off. Right around March is when it gets back to normal, like normal. Okay. normal. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was really looking forward to going today for the first time in like two weeks. It just feels longer than that. Honestly, yeah. it was like it sucked. Yeah, it will. Especially when you can't leave the house. I'm sure it feels a lot longer. Yeah, and I did, like, some exercises and shit here, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same when you actually can, like, go to do a bench press or something. Yeah. Unless Mainly, you lift the dog. And, like, the whole main exercise I did was masturbation. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> I'm not even going to go any further and make this more <laughs> grotesque. Um, so, Pause. now that we got that out of the way, we... <sighs> need to recap another shitty year we do and before we do do you want to give today's sponsor <laughs> we don't have a sponsor <laughs> but if you want to yeah lean body if you want to sponsor us if uh, anybody wants to sponsor us I'll, i will be your whore i'll fucking sponsor a fucking gay magazine or whatever a ga- gay or game gay <laughs> I, was like, I couldn't tell what you said both he's all playgirl magazine i don't know <laughs> Uh, no, like just pay me. We are open to sponsorships. That's the, honestly that's one of my goals. Um, in the year of 2022, put it out there. Yeah, well, yeah. The main goal is to like hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube and be more consistent with videos and stuff. And also, yeah, get our first uh, sponsorship, which I think is possible. Yes. Um, 
I think we'll be going over it next video or next podcast about or the, this podcast. We can we can touch on it at the end of this. Okay. Uh, there will be a new format coming. Yeah, new format. Um, and just new video segments basically yeah but we'll get back to that yeah. later in the meantime there were things that actually brought us joy this year yes very few but there were things um you have a lot more experience in this this year because i went back in time and tried to watch stuff that i haven't watched that i've missed you were able to watch more things that actually came out this year yes so we're gonna start with each of our top five films from 2021. Yeah. So, um, do you want to start from the bottom? Uh, yeah, we'll start okay. from the bottom and go back and forth. Okay. So let's start with your number five. It's it's. I'm not gonna lie. It's not the best movie of the year, but it hit me where it needed to. Okay. Uh, Spiral. I okay. absolutely obsessed over that film for about a month after it came out, and. Because Saw is one of my favorite franchises, it just it stuck with me, okay. and it was a lot better than the last three or four Saw movies. So. Absolutely, especially Jigsaw in the final chapter <laughs> does well, have to be. I like, forgot I didn't even account for that when I was thinking seven. <laughs> so even oh, okay. further than yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, a spiral. I, it almost made my top ten list. Almost, I, I can understand. That. Yeah, what would be your number five? My number five is Tick Tick Boom. Okay. Yeah, that movie really hit me in the feels. That dog. that is very fair. It, I, I won't even touch on my feelings on it yet. Okay. Uh, as it is. you have it higher. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, I, yeah. I, I honestly didn't think you'd like it that much. Oh dude, I f my wife hates that movie as much as she hates Bo Burnham <laughs> <laughs> because I, I've already watched it four fucking times. It is one of my favorite things to happen all last year. It just sucks that it happened at the end of last year, so I couldn't like play it the fuck out you're talking about tick tick boom yeah you watched it four times oh yeah <laughs> really <laughs> i swear to god damn i've only seen it the one time i gotta go back and watch it again for sure but. i mean it doesn't help that i'm not even gonna say it just, no. just do it I, I i was under the influence the first two times i watched it and then i watched it another two times after heroin that. yeah heroin <laughs> no <laughs> please don't call me in for a drug test uh union um, Don't do it. That would be bad. Like Jimmy Hoffa. Did he <laughs> work for the union? He worked for Teamsters Union, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, this is a cool name. Never mind. Go. What is? Teamsters? <laughs> Teamsters. It, it sounds, sounds gangster. It sounds like a bunch of dudes with polo shirts telling people yeah. what to do. Hey. 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 Suck on my balls. <laughs> but yes, tick, uh, tick, boom. Tick, tick, When you're boom. drunk. Uh, Does it hit harder when you're drunk? I definitely delved into it a little bit more that way. Okay. Um, and I I really felt the emotion in it. That I think more than anything, the thing that's surprising is I'll I'll get to it in a minute. But it's it's a fantastic film, and I could really watch it over and over again. Okay. The music is endlessly re-listen like you can listen to it a million times top notch the best yeah. music from musical since la la land in my opinion oh, yeah, i can see that yeah definitely for sure yeah the first song 3090 when that came on during the movie i was like damn that bro. song has given me so much anxiety over the last week <laughs> like <laughs> it has shit, been no. it has been so it has lived in my brain it really has been making me panic about like 
I'm, I mean, I'm 27, but it really makes me feel like time is running out. And it's yeah, fucking it's terrifying. Fucking crazy. But then also, like, at the same time, it gives you hope because he did make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind he, of. <laughs> he made it, but then he didn't make it. He, he was... He was on hours. the cusp. He was hours away. We were on the cusp of greatness. Hours away. He, he died the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is the shittiest luck in the world. And uh, the fuck you to the doctors. Because they misdiagnosed him. Yeah. So, real quick. He died of a aortic dissection. He had gone to the doctor multiple days ahead of time. And the day that his big musical, which most people who are listening to this have probably heard of, called rent rent the bane of my existence <laughs> why is it the bane of your existence rent paying rent oh i thought rent. you meant the musical you'll get your rent when you fix, fix this damn door yeah yeah okay good good uh unison um the fact that he died the day that that historical this musical he died the day before his musical lasted 12 years in on Broadway. The day it was supposed to debut off Broadway, he died. Yeah, it's just like the shittiest like luck of all time. Especially when you look at Tick Tick Boom, which he did before um Rent. Yeah, that's like a solo thing. Yeah, and you look at the anxiety he has about not being able to make it and then five years later it happens and you're just like, Fuck dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And imagine like the other plays and musicals he would have written to. Oh, I'm sure. Especially with like his cadence in music, it's so unique. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what what's the song? Um, uh, Boho Days. Yeah. Like that one's a fucking earwig. Like the the rhythm is fantastic, but his just going off and rhyming shit that's fucking out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's like it's like a super simple song in a way. But it's like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Also, side note from this film, if you ever are thinking about renting a place and you see that there's a shower in the kitchen, don't fucking do it. <laughs> it's the worst architecture in the world. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite lyrics, but one of the worst yeah. pieces of architecture I've ever heard of. Ugh. All right. And then, so that was your, no, what was your, your that, that was number, number four. five, so you're number four. My number four is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Pretty wild. Uh, without saying too much, it was just a really fun film, and it pushed forward the MCU in a really good way that it didn't feel pandery, especially because of the fact that this is the first Asian superhero we're getting from Marvel. It didn't feel like it pandered to one specific audience. Like, yeah, it had its style, and it was set in a specific uh region or cultural whatever you want to call it yeah um but it it didn't feel like and this is probably going to get me in trouble it didn't pander the way that certain media panders to people i'll 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 keep it at that i know what you mean yeah well it it goes either way though because it's it's not just that because you watch certain movies and like you almost feel like you're walking out of a white power experiment you're like oh okay probably not and then you go watch other films and you're like i I understand preaching equality but when a film even starts to feel like it's ticking in the way of uh supremacy in any direction it's really hard to watch yeah and a lot of like movies and 
I think just like celebrities in general don't know how to like walk the line. Yeah. Well, dude, there's a. This is. This sounds bad. I'm fighting myself right now. Yeah. There is a. There you. is a subscription service. Browsers. No, that is modeled just to black people. Oh, like that dating service? I, th- I think, no, no. like Black people? No, meet. like a movie service. Really? Like a streaming service. I think it's called All Black. It's f- crazy. It seems, but, but um, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying if that was, if it was called All White, it was just <laughs> white people, people would lose their fucking minds. I'd subscribe to it. And, I mean, what is the criteria? Like, how do they know you're not white and subscribe to it? That's it's kind of like it's kind of like blackpeoplemeet.com. I know. Like, how are they gonna know? <laughs> is there a screening process? <laughs> <laughs> like catfish some chick. Like, then like like I said, I'm all about people having their culture. It just yeah. seems weird when like it becomes exclusionary. Yeah, and like you said, it goes for like any group of people. Yeah, and that's why I think like, and I know that was a long way to get back to this, but Shang Chi didn't feel exclusionary in any means, even though it was mostly Asian cast. Yeah, but it was very well done and very tastefully done. Yes. So, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, your number four. My number four is also another Marvel movie. It's The Eternals. Dude, this is like, like, you haven't even watched it. <laughs> no, I, I haven't watched it. I'll never fucking watch it. I uh, will watch it. I've watched every fucking TV show like they put out. I have to watch it. 40-some percent. The only thing I might try to mm, uh, skip is uh, Captain Marvel 2. Fuck which yeah! I will probably watch it just for... The chick from WandaVision? The chick from WandaVision. The, the black oh, chick. Oh, yeah. I can't think of the name. Monica? Yeah, Monica Rambeau. Yes. I, I like that actress. She's really good. Yeah, she's good. Um, But no, I'm not going to watch the movie. And I'm it'll sorry. also have Kamala Khan in it, so that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, but also it'll be Larson. <laughs> so it's not cool. Maybe they could recast her. No, they can't. Maybe could you they imagine should re- the fucking shitstorm that would cause? Like Does between, anybody actually like her though? I don't know, but it's just like it, I mean, I'd like to see the shitstorm it would cause because it would cause some people will come out of the word woodworks to defend her, just like they always do, even though people don't like. It. I've it, never it, seen anybody defend her though. It, 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 they're there, they're there. But uh, yeah, my number four is Spider-Man: No Way Home. That low? Yeah, it, 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 it's pretty low, but because of the, the three I have on top of that are bangers revolutionary yeah okay. we're not gonna go into no way home anymore until later in the podcast yes. we're not gonna do a full spoiler we're just gonna give our top five moments from the film because it is something we wanted to touch on weeks ago but didn't have the chance yeah and also also um we have to review well one review and one like reaction or whatever to spider-man no home on the youtube channel yes um if you can go watch that that would be really cool yes. but yeah spider-man no way home Legendary, this all say. My number three, The Green Knight. Wow, that high. I love that film. It's really good. A, I'm really into like Arthurian stuff. Like it, it's really cool. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. You tell them about your sword collection. <laughs> I don't have a sword collection. <laughs> I have a knife collection. Your kilt collection. I don't have any kilts, <laughs> and I don't think that King Arthur or any of his merry men had. Uh, that's, no, it was Robin Hood and his Merry Men, not King Arthur. <laughs> yeah, Robin Hood, that fuck. <laughs> um, but no, like, I never knew anything about uh, Gawain, so it was really cool to see that story. And especially if you compare it to the actual poem afterwards, like, they did a lot to confuse the audience that I think worked really well. Um, 
do you do you know like all the twists and stuff that they kind of changed no i don't know like the original story or whatever like the fox Mm -hmm. is actually the what what is he like the lord in the castle who he sleeps with his wife okay so the fox was fire the fox was dope yeah uh also anytime i can hear fucking uh what is his name if ralph I forget no it's not name. ralph uh the guy from Ra- the ralph, witch ralph ennis i believe is his name right uh, the dad from the that witch, dude right? has a voice the fact that he didn't end up in fucking like telemarket or not telemarketing uh like uh paid programming like middle oh, of the night yeah, what, yeah. what is it called uh the, hey, program, yeah. yeah, like the the fact that he's not advertising fucking uh, slap chops is a miracle. Because <laughs> that dude is a great actor, but like his voice is fucking phenomenal. It's he could he'd be as sweet as Alfred, dude. He'd be a scary Alfred. Yeah. I would take him more as Scarecrow. Oh, oh! <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> this demonstration only took five ounces of my witness toxin. <laughs> Oh my god, I played the game a little too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> Fucking hell. Tomorrow we'll make this look like child's play. Um Green I, I but I do think Green Knight was a fantastic film. It was very well done and um the lead actor, I can't think of his name off the uh Deb Patel. Yeah. He's a G. He was fantastic. I, I, that's all I can say. Like and the flash forward stuff was really cool too. Mm-hmm. It's a weird fucking movie too. It is very weird. It's weird. And it's really easy to get lost in the minutia of things, especially after he takes the mushrooms. Yes. Because you're like, is this real or... And David Lauer, he makes kind of odd movies anyway, like uh, Ghost Story. He directed that. I need to go back and watch um, He even directed the live-action Pete's Dragon, which was, I guess, pretty well-received. I think I've seen parts of it, and I heard it was really good. Yeah, it had Bryce Dallas Howard in it and yeah. some other people. Yeah. I am tired of her, though. I'm not... I think she's overexposed. Really? Not exposed in the way you want, but no, I'm not. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't. I, I, I have to disagree. Like if we're compared, if we're talking about like overexposure, like compare her to like Margot Robbie. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. Margot Robbie's much more overexposed, yeah. and I am getting tired of her as well. I'm not. I mean, I understand why you're not. <laughs> if, 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 uh, I am though. Honestly. She she is a good actress. Yeah, they're they're both very good actors actresses whatever the fuck you say that now um Quit being a republican i'm not a republican i just don't know the answer <laughs> yeah. um they both do very well but i think the jurassic park films or jurassic world films got me tired of bryce dallas howard okay i've only seen the first one so that's probably why i, I don't have the same view i just i don't know the, those films are just not for me i guess I could go back and watch the old ones and I'm happy, but the new ones, I'm like, eh. It's even then, like, the only great one is the first one. Yeah. The Lost World is I. Well, and I think a lot of it is because, like, also, I'm, I love Chris Pratt, but I'm also getting tired of him, too. Yeah, he's, uh. He's fucking Mario and Garfield now. Pretentious douchebag. <laughs> Come on, bro. Is it, it's Garfield, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why? I don't want him in anything anymore. Oh, if he doesn't say it's a me, I'm gonna kick his ass. It's a me, Mario. It's a me, Mario. It was just gonna go. It's a me. <laughs> uh, you know, like yeah, it'll be his voice for Mario, <laughs> but like when he jumps, it'll be like the voice Yippee! of the game. 
<laughs> oh fuck no. Oh, uh, let's go. You're number three. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, my number three is Spencer. No, it's not. <laughs> my number. <laughs> my number three is uh the Snyder Cut. It fucking is one spot above Spider-Man No Way Home because even really? on the on the best day, Spider-Man No Way Home couldn't do what Justice League did. What? I f- I feel like you're fucking. With no, me. I'm serious. This is my number 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 three. My number three. Look at my top ten list. Number three. See, and I'm a DC fanboy. This is really hard for me. Here's the only reason. The only reason why Spider-Man No Way Home is as good as it is is because of the spoilers. Nostalgic shit. That's the only reason why everyone gives a fuck. I disagree. If Andrew, you were so fucking balls deep in love with it the day, the next day. Yeah, because of them. <laughs> you had a lot more complimentary things to say at the time. But when you break it down, oh, I mean, yeah. without Willem Dafoe, Doc Ock, Toby, Andrew, without them, I just want to make sure everyone knows I did say spoilers. Yes, it's been out for two weeks. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. Yeah, without them in it, it wouldn't have had nearly the same impact as it did. Okay. And you can't tell me no. It would have been a different film. It would have been a different film. It would have been successful, but it wouldn't have been as fucking successful as it is. No, I, I will say that. Yeah. But all things considered, like, in my opinion, Justice League couldn't do anything. I... I I loved that movie. The Snyder Cut was good. It's ambitious. It's also a makeup for fucking a director, though. And it's... <sighs> okay, just the... Just, See, and I, I, I agree. It was a very good film, and I did enjoy it. And I am much more a DC guy than a fucking Marvel guy. But... I think this is the one exception. Spider-Man has always been my one exception. Well, yeah, Spider-Man is my favorite. Well, other than Spawn, Spider-Man is my favorite. But I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's Green Arrow, Batman, Spider-Man. Mine is Spawn, Spider-Man, Batman. Okay, that's fair. So it's just one of those things. Like I get where you're coming from, a hundred percent. Yeah. But if that Justice League came out in 2017 when it was supposed to. Then, yeah, I probably could agree. I'm tainted by the fact that it's, A, it's not canon. Okay. And, B, that studio, like, pissed me off with that. Like, that was some pretty fucked up shit to do to a dude. No, it was, yeah. (laughs) But, so, like, with those things not tainting it, though, it was very good. And I wouldn't even say that it not being canon is really tainting it because if we're just judging it just based off the movie itself. Yeah, but I don't want to have to fucking watch Justice League in a marathon. You don't have to. If you want to fucking get all the continuity, you do. Well, I never fucking marathon shit anyway. Then again, DC's going to break the continuity fucking next year anyways. Yeah, it's about to be Bat, Bat, Batgirl and Supergirl's show. Which I mean, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I mean, It'd I can see, I can see why people are mad, but some people are not too mad to where it's like a little weird. I'm, I'm like, fine with them doing that as long, and I, I'm on the boat with you now. Where as long as we get Robert Pattinson on his own, and I want a Bat family. I don't care about Justice League. I want a Bat family story. Yes. That's all I want. I want a red under the. Could you imagine a fucking uh, under the Red Hood story movie, bro? If we could, so like, <sighs> so obviously his first Robin is gonna be Dick Grayson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You need Dick Grayson. There can be dissension in the second 
Jason Todd Todd is yeah and then Tim Drake brings everything back together and then you get Red Hood in the follow up yeah the only problem with that is I don't know if they're gonna do more than a trilogy with him so I want him to be Batman until he's fucking Betty White's age. You know, if, <laughs> if, if these movies work and they want it, they can do that, but I just worry. Dude, he can have his own fucking Terry McGinnis down the road. He could. He really could. Yeah, I just don't see him as a franchise guy anymore. I think he's tired of franchises. You know what's really fucked up about this whole like Snyder thing? Hmm. Like We never got the Ben Affleck Batman movie, and honestly, it would have been cool if the first Batman movie was that one where they were talking, they were talking about it. it was basically like an Arkham Asylum yeah. type of thing. In the second movie, you'd adapt the Under the Red Hood. Mm. And that's when you see... Even though Zack Snyder said the Joker, the Robin that died wasn't... It was Dick Grayson, which yeah. Which is fucking stupid, but... If he we're, changes a, way too many things. Shit, that don't even need to change. No. Like, if we were going to keep that as Jason Todd, the second Ben Affleck movie would be that Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Especially because be they fuck- were trying to make a Nightwing movie at the same time. I'm like, yeah. come on! Yeah. That would have been fucking wild. DC has the same problem that Star Wars has. Yeah. They need one creative fucking mind like a Kevin Feige. Like, it's, it pisses me off. Which really is upsetting because, like, to us, like, it's, it really shouldn't be that hard yeah. to to translate this it, shit. It really isn't, though. It isn't. It's, you just need to just follow. You have one creative vision. If the directors you bring in don't align with that vision, get a different director. Yeah. They're fine with switching directors 12 times. They went from fucking Antoine... F- Anthony Fuqua or Ant- Antoine, Antoine Fuqua, Fuqua. Uh, to fucking who uh, uh, Andy Muschietti mm. uh, oh and then they had uh, Rick Fukunawa too the guy, director of Dope was gonna do The Flash too uh-huh. at one point um, yeah those three names were attached to Flash at one point but mm-hmm. the, the, they did one really shitty decision by Disney because they were not happy with their direction after fucking Last Jedi, where they could have gone with Colin Trevorrow's, which script. is gonna be fucking wild. It yeah. was like super dark. too. It was way better. Yeah, but you but know, Kathleen Kennedy. But yeah, and even just the actual just making of the movie, like it shouldn't be hard. You have the source material there. John Favreau for president. Yeah, dude, have John Favreau run DC. I don't know. I don't know if he has the passion for DC, yeah, but I and I would say Jeff Johns if he wasn't a cunt. Yeah, it's hard. Jim Lee. I don't know if you. Jim Lee. To. I'd be down with Jim Lee. Yeah, I don't know if you'd want to. Do Jim that, Lee though. is the fucking man. We need a, we need a Stan Lee, in DC. Which would probably be Jim Lee. Yeah, he's and he's a Lee, so it works. Yeah, and he's actually an Asian Lee. <laughs> you know that he's Stan, not a white Lee. You know that Stan Lee's name wasn't Stan Lee, right? Yeah, he had a. What was that? Was Stanley Lieber. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Um. All right, we're well, gonna, we've gone off uh, for too long. Your number two. My number two is Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow. Enough said. Wow, okay. Because we already way went in on that. <laughs> All right. My number two is Spencer. Okay. The movie's fucking wild, bro. So from what you told me about it, it does not line up with the trailers, but it looks really good. It's really good, and uh, without giving spoilers away, it even this is not a spoiler. At the beginning of the movie, it says a fable based on a true story. So it's like, it's hard to explain. It's not what you how, think at all. How do you think that her kids took it? I don't know. I was actually watching an interview with Kristen Stewart talking about that. She said she hopes they watch it, but she don't even know if they had it. Because I can only imagine being like uh, William or Harry and fucking sitting watching someone like that portray your mom. And like that has to fucking hurt. 
It does. Yeah, it probably would, but the, just, I don't know. It's The movie basically is about, like, liberation. Yeah. It's like a... I don't know. It's hard to explain what it is because it's, like, it's not what you think yeah. at all. It's not, a, like, a stereotypical biopic movie. That's yeah. for sure. Okay. At least that's good to know. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to watch it. It's, it's one that... Kristen Stewart has been making a breakout in the last six years. She's like Robert Pattinson. Yeah. They're redefining themselves and dragging themselves out of the fucking Twilight gunk. Even though Robert did that years ago, but people still refuse to see it. Like the general public. So, so, people were trying... I think I've talked about this on another podcast. I was listening to Ralph Garman's podcast. It's the Ralph Report or whatever, and he brought on someone else who's from Britain. Yeah. And they're like, what do you think about... um, Robert Pattinson playing the next 007. And he's like, oh, I, I wouldn't want someone who's not British playing uh, 007. I was like, Robert Pattinson's fucking British. He's British as you fucking get. He would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. I, I can see him in almost anything. Like, he's yep. he's a chameleon at this point. Yep. Um, and she's started to make that name for herself, too. So it would be very interesting. Especially with this fucking thing. This is all, it's almost, you can almost equate it to like a horror movie. Well, and especially, I, I really can't picture her with an accent. So that'll be the most fascinating part it's about fucking, it. Because yeah. she's so Americana that it's like, I mean, she's an American Ultra. I've never seen her with anything other than her voice. Right. And she pulls it off fucking yeah. brilliantly. So I'll have to check it. Yes. Um, You're number one. No Way Home. Wow. That, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, that was... That's intense. It's that's my intense. favorite film of the year. I've that's literally fair. gone to the theaters to watch it twice. I know you have, too. I've seen it three times. Three. Oh, so... But it's lower than Justice League, yeah. which you could watch at home for free. Yes. <laughs> that's fair. Because um, if I'm being honest, like I said... But you probably made it through Justice League once, because it's a four-hour fucking I watched movie. it twice. At once? Like, each yeah, time twice all the way through? Yeah. Okay. I had to watch it uh, four different settings. Ah, yes. uh, this is like every time I go to watch No Way Home now, even the third time, I was just looking forward to that shit. I mean, I can get that, but I like the build a lot. I think the way the story unfolds, the reason why it happens is kind of retarded. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I do agree. They're, they could have found a better reason for the multiverse. To yeah, not start. just, oh, well, like, friends can't go to college. But at least he finally created his own problem. And I'm an adult, Doctor Strange, who's just going to do this for the good. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but at least he finally created his own problem. We weren't dealing with fucking Iron Man's problems all the time. Yeah, that is true. And those are, you finally got to see, like, um, like, stakes. Yeah. And you got to see him actually go through something, finally. Yeah. And, it, you know, instead of, like, an arc and, like, one movie of him becoming Spider-Man, it, this one, like, took three movies to get to the point. Yeah. So that's kind of different. For sure. So. Um, Your number one. My number one is The Card Counter with Oscar Isaac, Willem Dafoe. It's a really good movie. Uh, Willem Dafoe is... F- yeah, and this movie's fucking good, too, for those little as he's in it. Um, it's a Paul Schrader movie who wrote Taxi Driver... Um, he wrote and directed First Reformed, okay, and now The Card Counter, and like all those movies have like the same theme, like that dude who's like super fucked up, yeah, and like does some fucked up shit. <laughs> I do need to crazy. watch that one too. Yeah, um, and I, I'm not saying my list couldn't have changed if I had watched a lot of those, and if maybe I had a little bit more time between now and when like Spider Man stuff, like if I let it die down a little bit more, maybe I would think differently. Right. 
And it's why I didn't give it a fuck. You were the one who gave it a 10 out of 10 when you left the theater. Yeah, but then you watch this three times and you're like, okay, I can see all the problems now. And it doesn't... It's just like, it's the same thing like when you go see Batman vs. Superman the first time, it's a 10 out of 10. Because it's the first time viewing, you're like, damn. I mean, the Martha thing killed it for me the first time. Did it? Like, I didn't I, mind I, it at it all. It sounded like an eight in my head at that time. Oh, I didn't mind it at all. Like, by the time... So, when I left that film, I was on a high, and I was fucking like, whoo! And then I got to the parking lot, and I was like, Martha. <laughs> like, well, it's fuck. like, uh, me and Dom went to go see it, like, a month before it came out. We saw an early screening of it. Mm-hmm. And everyone after the movie, they're like, play it again. And then, like, a week later, I was talking shit about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> see what I mean? Like, uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those ones I don't think I can talk shit about. I can't find a whole lot actually wrong with it. Yeah, like, there's the nitpicky stuff. Like, yeah, he, they could have found a better way to, like, accelerate the narrative. But, it and we got a better Doctor Strange movie than we got in Doctor Strange. Yeah, so it's like, I, I definitely get what you're, where you're coming from, but, um, so now that we are done with our lists, do we jump to the albums or do we do our quick top five about Spider-Man because of the fact we've already kind of gone in on it? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So what would be your top five moments? I'll just let you go off the top of your head. Top five moments. Okay, um, the... Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Once again. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> um, the apartment fight between Green Goblin and Spider-Man. That was fucking great. Um, just Willem will the first performance especially. Like, especially the yeah. smiling while he's fucking yeah. <laughs> getting the shit beat out of him. All I thought of was like, really fucking missed opportunity there. Him as playing Joker. Oh, yeah. I'm like, God. You would have been... He can still play it, and I wouldn't complain. No, like, I want to see it. Um, but yeah, see, that's that's one um, highlight. Um, obviously, when Toby and Andrew show up. Obviously, when they all fight together. They were in more of the movie than I thought they were going to be. I'll yeah, like the last hour almost. Yeah, so all that shit. Um, I didn't really care for Doc Ock too much, to, to be honest. He wasn't my high point, but I mean, at least he had, a, he had the same character arc as before. It wasn't... Yeah. Other than the chip my favorite line is when he says something about performing miracles in the condominium that was pretty funny oh i, I like the uh bachelor or uh, the uh scraps out of a bachelor's junk drawer, junk drawer yeah. <laughs> I was like, All right. it's, it's almost like a callback to obadiah stain in uh iron man one yeah saying he built this in a cave with a box of scraps yeah <laughs> um jeff bridges sucks uh, <laughs> i love jeff bridges <laughs> going for um and then another uh is when aunt may dies yes just the emotion that scene uh brings out um my number one moment is the easiest part of this what i'll, I'll do my full five okay go ahead oh well, you, you done i think i have one more um one more, one more, one more, one more. my one my top one is it, it kind of just overshadows the rest of the film in my opinion <laughs> Probably the Doctor Strange and Spider-Man fight. Okay, cool. And the Mirror Dimension is pretty cool. So you didn't take my moment, at least. Um, so, number five, probably go with... On uh, Even though we saw it on the trailers, just the uh, bridge fight. Okay. Especially, like, as soon as uh, Green Goblin comes in. 
like I was like, oh shit, it's about to go down, and then they fucking cut like cut away with him kind going in the portal. Block. I was like, you motherfuckers! Uh, it was it was still dope though. We didn't see a fight with him in his actual his old costume. Yeah, um, I will say one of the uh, my other favorite things is like all the shots they got from the old films, oh, like yeah. subconsciously, like that gondola. Mm-hmm. Like that was badass. Um, but number four, uh, especially if you look at the symmetry between spider-man and uh, green goblin in the second film when he leaves his suit in the trash can yeah it's the same style of shot when he breaks the goblin mask and starts walking away yeah so that's fucking great that's probably my number four uh number three would be when uh what is it honestly just having jamie fox back okay like it, it was really cool to see him be able to just kind of take shots at the old movie yeah. without like being obscene about it. Right. Um, Last I recall, you had a comb over and a, <laughs> whatever the fuck else and uh, gap teeth. Gap teeth. Yeah. Um, I, I was happy to get all those cast members back, but my favorite line from him was when he's talking to Andrew Garfield, and he's all, "Man, I just thought you were black." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm sorry, man." He's like, "Hey." There has to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. I was like, ah! Yeah. Um, number and two. not this Logic song, Black Spider-Man. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a song. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my number two is when the portals open for Andrew and Toby to come in. Yeah. Um, I immediately started tearing up when Andrew came in. I, and I know I've told you this, but I wish they would have separated when the two of them came in. It felt crammed i was still happy okay that that was my biggest complaint with the film like i just wish they would have almost pretended that they weren't able to get toby until 10 minutes later okay where you're just like okay well i guess he's not coming because it's too predictable i was still happy and i fucking was like giggling like a girl oh dude i've left out one what i'm gonna back off of the uh my number five and okay. put in daredevil that shit had me cheesing. That that was cool, but I don't have like as deep a connection with that as a lot of people do. Because you didn't watch the show. Yeah, and I started watching the show, and I just I couldn't get into oh, it. Oh, bro. How far did you make? I, I'm not even going to judge. I get it. Um, I made it to episode eight. It's a, you made it, seven. You made it through almost a whole season? Yeah. It's a, The second season. So, first season's okay. Second season is fucking insane. <laughs> okay. Because you have the Punisher Yeah. in it. And then the third season's great, too, because you have uh, Bullseye okay uh but that was a huge moment for me and like i remember I, the second time i went back and watched it because it was a couple weeks after it already came out so mm-hmm. like the the heat died down a little bit and most of the people in there aren't trying to like cheer and stuff like the first time i watched it there's one guy in front of me he's like holy shit <laughs> i was like it is fucking quiet in here dude chill out and he apparently didn't see any leaks or anything yeah. <laughs> i was like you fucking locked yourself in your room or something yeah. um but my number one moment, easily hands down, I have never, like, my wife put me on blast in a movie theater. She's like, are you fucking crying? I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. When you saw it the first time? Yes. This one moment. And it's something I called from the very fucking first moment, like, there was any rumor of Andrew Garfield being in the film. And he was probably my favorite part of the film. But when he catches MJ... 
Oh yeah, dude. Especially because and like I noticed it even more on the second viewing where it, it just fucking hit. Like he catches her. Well, like D- Tom Holland misses the catch, and then he goes for the catch, and he catches her, and he's all, "Are you okay?" And she's all, "Yeah." And then his eyes just start fucking welling he up. He sells that, and she's shit. all, "She's all, are you okay?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, like even now it gives me fucking." Chills. They cut like, away from that oh, too soon. I thought. I agree. They could have lingered on it, but it was such a good moment. He definitely has the best lines in the movie. Um, I think he might have some of the best moments in the movie. I think he does have the best moments in the yeah. movie. It's why there's already rumors about him getting a Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Or Amazing Spider-Man 3. And the corny-ass, you're amazing shit was, like, top-notch. Yeah. I loved that. Like, it was stupid, but it was great. And then the crack my back thing. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Um, And, see, that was an easy one to go through, even though I, I could go on about that movie forever. I'm happy we're not doing a spoiler review, like, full-on fucking review, because I... I literally could go on this movie forever. Yes. Um, so now we'll touch on albums so I can get my mind off of Spider-Man because I still have chills. Um, top five albums. You start from the bottom. Okay. Uh, let me go back to my list to make sure. Okay. So my number five is A Skeleton Key in the Doors of Depression by Youth Code and King Yosef. Um, okay. Youth Code is like an industrial band. Okay. And King Yosef is more... It's He's kind of like similar to Ghostman in a way. Okay. I'd say, but yeah, their collaboration album it's uh is pretty good. Nice. Yeah. It's hard to talk about. It'd be easier to talk about if like if I knew you listened to it or you could play clips. Yeah. <laughs> um and I understand that. That's and I love Ghostman, so I I could probably respect it if I yeah. listened to it. Um my number 5 is one you probably haven't didn't listen to. It's uh I'm an I, I love a day a day to remember. Um, while this wasn't their best album that they've done, you're welcome. You're welcome. I actually really enjoyed it, especially uh, specific songs on there like uh, "It's Only Money" and "Viva La Mexico" was kind of dope. It had some good, uh, like the chorus was really good. Mm-hmm. It was easy to get along with and like catch off of the third listen. Um, Brick Wall was really good. Uh, Bloodsuckers dope. They have a couple other really good tracks on there that okay. I really enjoy. I, I, get, I didn't get the chance to listen to that one. And like I said, it's it's not homesick, so it's not like right. legendary. It's it's not common courtesy, and it's I don't even know if I would compare it to their last album, uh, but it, it is still really good. Okay, um, you're number four. Number four is Sling by Claro. Claro is a singer. She like alternative mm-hmm. music indie kind of shit. Yeah, you've shown and, me a couple of her yeah. Things. And the way this album was recorded, it was recorded like on analog, like vintage recording shit, and it sounds like an album like from the seventies. Okay. Yeah. Dope. And it's a deep ass fucking album too. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, any specific tracks on there that you really enjoy? Um, there's a song called Amoeba that's pretty good. Blouse. A lot of it on. I think I showed a couple people that said it was boring, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, I think it's an acquired taste. But, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, my number four would be uh, Knocked Loose's uh, Tear in the Fabric of Life. Hello. Uh, you did get me onto that one, so I won't go too deep into it. But the first, like, three tracks are probably my favorite. Um, I can't even think of the names of them off the top of my head right now. But I will tell you that... And I, I know I've told you this, but, like, nothing got me in the mood to ride my motorcycle more than just blasting that <laughs> shit and riding down the road. I got some mean looks from playing it so loud, but it was 
it was uh one of my favorite things to do during the like end of the summer nice so uh your number three uh my number three is glow on by turnstile turnstile they used to be more like a straight like hardcore band mm-hmm. but they're more like poppy now kind of the way that like bring me the horizon went not that quite not, not, not that, that poppy, poppy. yeah <laughs> still still have like the hardcore aspects to okay. it um i think you like them if you listen to it okay i'll have to check that out yeah. eventually um <laughs> my number three unit you know, you've already given me shit for is the clouds mixtape by nf <laughs> you, fucking, you put that I above not i will because especially Damn. and I'll, I'll explain why because my son fell in love with nf especially clouds like he asked me like the first thing we get into the car and i've gotten tired of the song but the fact that he loves like an artist and he can actually like ask for something like that he plays asked me to play clouds every time we get in the car he's gotten to the point where he notices that i get annoyed by the song so he's all put on leave me alone put on this song or that song and i'm like all right like i can i it it brings me joy to see him happy so it like elevated it for me that much more she'd be aggressive for child abuse (laughs) i mean no i won't won't even get anywhere near agreeing with that one there are artists well i where i will say like if you're a i'm just gonna say a parent i was gonna say a male adult with a child but a parent and you try to force your kids to listen to certain things like mop yeah that's an arrestable offense no child should be listening to that in my opinion but you know to each their own raising the strippers of the future yeah (laughs) um uh number and also i'm just kidding obviously if anybody actually does show that song to their kid that's your prerogative and it's fine these fucking kids probably listen to it on their own anyway. Yeah, they find a way. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it is what it is. My my little brother uh, has convinced my mom to let him listen to this one song. It's in Spanish. I looked up the lyrics. It is fucking obscene, dude. Wow. I'm like, I mean, he doesn't know what it means, but if he goes and tells this to like some Mexican dude on the street, you probably get his ass beat as a little child. Like, it's bad. Right. So, um. You're number two. Uh, number two or yeah, number two? Number two. Number two is Burden by Bones. Okay. Um, he had a couple albums this year, like he always does. The <laughs> Burden. <laughs> They're short as fuck. They are. Some of them are a little longer, but the songs themselves are short. Yeah. Like he'll have albums that are like twenty something songs. Yeah. But but it's like a minute forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, Burden is probably the best of his albums this year. Um, I used one of the songs for the playlist for the movie. Oh. You want to see my knife collection? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that was from this year. Yeah. Cause I did enjoy that. I listened to that one yeah. a lot. Too. I didn't know it was this year either, and that's that's when you know he makes too many albums. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck. But yeah, like, uh... yeah. And I'm always gonna have a Bones album in my top ten of the year. Okay, regardless, this is my favorite artist. So. Oh, really? Like yeah. above Knock Loose? Well, like Code yeah, Orange. Like today, like he's my favorite artist of today. Okay, like even above Code Orange though, and like Knock Loose and oh, shit yeah. like that. Oh wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Code Orange is kind of going down a little I, bit if they keep going the way they're going. The commercial wwe entrance thing it wouldn't be bad if it's just like commercial shit but just the way it just it just feels wrong i can see that yeah it just i, I, th- I think they need to be able to go back into their own box instead of trying to make songs for wrestlers to enter that inter- seems like they're all that they're doing now. yeah well it's because they had so so much success from it where they're yeah. like because the the fiend entrance that did them fucking numbers yeah. like crazy yeah so yeah you're gonna like a manager is going to try to push you towards doing more shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's understandable, but eventually they're going to have to go back. Yeah. And I understand, like, bands, like, evolve and shit, but I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of wrestlers themes, my number two, uh, I actually found this band through a wrestler. Shine down. No, not even fucking close. It's actually black metal, which made me happy. Oh, okay. It's Belgian black metal. Oh, the band you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, that you still haven't listened to. I still haven't listened to. <laughs> um, the band's name is Amon Ra, and the album is called D Dorn. It is the the song on there that like really caught my eye, which is the one that got me to look them up. It's called Ogentrust. It's it it fits the character more than anything, but it is such a slow fucking build. It's a ten minute song, and it just fucking slow build. I think it's like a forty five minute album. It's like yeah. seven songs, and each one's fucking long as shit. But there's like some talking going on. Like there's they're telling a story, but obviously I don't fucking speak. I'm assuming Belgium people speak German. I don't know. They they like Belgium waffles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like it it builds and like it just gets so fucking hard. It's dope, dude. It's one of my favorite things of the year. I have to check it out. Still, yeah, it's sick. Um, number one. My number one is a tear in the fabric of life. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay, that puts me in a completely different realm of yes. genre. That's my fucking number one. Um, Knock Loose is probably my favorite band right now. Um, well, they have been my favorite band for the past couple years. And when they dropped this, this is like a really, it's a concept project all the way through. Yeah, no, it was a really good album. So yeah. I, I, I definitely can understand that. And it's different because like oh, hardcore bands usually don't make concept albums or projects. Not very often. Yeah. Not, not, not that I can think of. Like most concept albums that I can remember I've heard a few uh, hip hop albums that are concept albums like uh, uh, Damn. Damn, yeah. To Pimple Butterfly. Yeah. Well, honestly, anything from Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, Section 80. Section 80. The biggest concept album of all time, in my opinion, is A Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I can see that. Or even Antichrist Superstar see, by Mel Manson. I wasn't even thinking. in uh, The one that was most influential to me growing up was black parade okay that yeah that one's definitely a top i'd say the most influential uh concept albums are probably answer christ superstar and black parade okay and downward spiral came later on in life but yeah yeah that's understandable and the, they're all fantastic like i haven't really found too many concept albums that i haven't liked um <sighs> justice probably thinks kamikaze is a concept <laughs> <album>. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking shots today. Yeah. Um. God damn. <laughs> Kamikaze's good. Okay. Let's just let, let's agree to disagree. It, at least it's not a music to be murdered by. That's true. That Especially side true. B. Yeah. Well, oh, you said that to him. Fucking. I have said it to him. <laughs> He's all. You guys fucking suck. Side B is the best thing ever released. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I like him, but you know. Uh, yeah. Stepping stone. We were waiting for that song. No, we weren't. There's three good songs on side B. <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. Um, my number one. I have sucked the dick of this album for a whole seven or eight months now. Yes. And next, this full disclosure. This is also in my, it wasn't my top ten, but it didn't make the top five. Yeah. Bo Burnham's Inside. Yes. It. My wife fucking hates Bo Burnham now. <laughs> she, uh, she fucking hates it. Like, she, at any time it comes on, the only person that I know that dislikes Bo Burnham more than my wife is Justice. <laughs> and he has no good fucking reason why. I don't know. He's always saying, he sounds like a bitch. I'm like, <laughs> he's the, what did he say? He's the, he's, 
he's whiny and privileged and he's like fuck him he and he's a his shitty own person i'm like how is he a shitty person but you know what it is what it is it's fine i respect it kind of <laughs> um but i mean this man touched my radio when I it came on one day and we're driving and he's all no and I'm like are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like you son of a bitch. I um, would have smacked the shit out of him. My wife doesn't even touch the radio <laughs> like that. <laughs> like oh um, no, but it's like <sighs> that and tick tick boom have given me more um, enjoyment than I feel like I deserved last year. Okay. And also, way more anxiety than I probably can handle. <laughs> uh, both of them make me feel like I have wasted my 20s. If that makes sense. They, okay, I can the, the theme of both of them is like running out of time and turning 30. Yeah. So it's just like the, the mounting pressure of both of those killed me this year. Right. Now I'm turning 30. I swear to God, if I don't play that at midnight when I turn 30, <laughs> I'm going to fucking be pissed. That is the best, like, lead-in to turning you, 30. You play 30-90 the day before. Yep. And then you play that one. I'll, I'll probably do both in a few times leading up the day before. <laughs> and then I'll do turning... Th- I'll, I'll do turning 30 like the moments I'm turning 30 <laughs> and then I'll do 3090 immediately after <laughs> um like those have left a huge mark on my life yeah. like it's it's weird especially like with how recent tick tick boom is like right. it's just and I'm not like crazy about musicals I do like them but that one just for some reason it You're really connected you watched it as much as you did already yeah it's and how many how many days uh four you watched it once a day Every night for four days. Are you serious? I swear to God. Damn. It was. My, my wife was like, "Are we really fucking watching?" This again? <laughs> yeah. She she fell asleep the first time, and then she was tired of it the second time. After it was, or she was tired the third time. She was like, "Oh, it was good after the second time." But the third time, she was like, "Okay, I'm done." And the fourth time, she was like, "You're not watching that with me." I was like, <laughs> I was like "I'll watch it at the liquor store because it'll be dead." <laughs> so, oh my god! I didn't, I didn't expect you to like it that much. Yeah, I, it was one that. I don't know what it was about it. It just really hit me. I've all, I don't know. I've been having a lot of anxiety about that kind of stuff lately. And do you think it deserves any Oscars? I think that his acting definitely does, especially the fact, and I don't know how much it's actually taken into effect, but the fact that he had no singing experience, didn't know how to play piano and learned all that, that, and you never hear him break accent. Oh, like at all. His, uh, mannerisms were pretty on point. I think he's, um, this is, might sound insulting uh but also he has the direction of lynn Ma- lynn manuel miranda on it which is his first direct directing job yeah but um yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell and like, you can tell like, this is different than other musicals because if another director made this it wouldn't have been handled with as much care because lynn manuel is actually a theater yeah. musical guy so he understands this. well he actually i was actually listening to him today because they were talking about the uh scene notes on boho days mm-hmm. and he was talking about how the very first uh play he, he said on his 15th birthday the play that got him to want to start writing and doing theater and all this other stuff was rent mm-hmm. and then on his 21st birthday he went and watched tick tick boom and it made it to where he's like it was perfect symmetry that if I ever got an opportunity to direct a film, even if it was the only movie I ever direct, I wanted it to be that. Mm-hmm. I was like, so that's perfect. Yeah. 
um, you could tell he cared. The mm-hmm. amount of things they went and got from Jonathan Larson's actual life and put in the film, like just photos he had in his apartment mm-hmm. or pictures he had in his apartment, stuff like that. Just like super crazy detail about bookcases, weird stuff like that where like um, it just it adds layers. Like set direction or set uh, – uh, what would you call it? Uh, production design. Yeah, production design is – so far and beyond what it needed to be that I think if nothing else set design should be that that's a category for an Oscar right uh yeah I think that should at least be up I think Andrew Garfield should be up mm-hmm. uh he did fantastic never broke and like what what I was gonna say that I feel is kind of controversial I think he's a better performer singer than Jonathan Larson was. If you go back and watch him actually performing Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to shit on Andrew Garfield, but he did have the, like I said, he had the direction of Lin-Manuel Miranda, and he also had multiple takes Yeah, where Jonathan Larson is doing this stuff live. And it's still great. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think Andrew Garfield has a better voice. Right. So, um, And the like, like I said, the ears, the hair... And the nose were like perfect. Yeah, that it fit him very well. And I don't know what it is, but like I've always connected with Andrew Garfield's acting, but this was just like accelerated, mm-hmm. like way beyond anything I've ever seen. From right. Him. So it also probably doesn't help that he just came off of uh, No Way Home for me. <laughs> so that probably amplified it. As right. Well. Um, but I also have gotten a lot more uh, time with. Uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies from back in the day because of my kids. Right. So that also, it's just another notch. <laughs> right. This was like the year of like the 30 year old, like I, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like what would you call Bo Burnham? What do you mean? Like, uh, like his uniqueness. Cause I, I wouldn't even just consider him a comedian. Oh, okay. He, uh... He's like a fucking Jack of all trades. Just an artist. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it, it did feel, at least in that regard, for me, at least, like, the year of the artist. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt right. Right. So, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As I rambled. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say was, like, your favorite moment in this fucking stupid year? Favorite moment? Like, like whether it's in a film, whether it's your actual life, or... Something around you. Uh, fair amount, probably releasing our first short film. That's like a big accomplishment in and of itself because not a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, I will say I have never felt, and I, like there was a lot of uh, nervousness going into people watching that. Yeah. For me, and I'm sure for you. Um, but knowing that we did it, that was honestly next to having my kids and getting married, the best thing I've ever done. Right. It's something I'm, I will forever be proud of. Like no matter what like happens in the future, whether we fucking become like big Hollywood directors or something like that. Like I'd love that. But even if I never got that, like that was the taste I got that like, I can live with that. Yeah. And like I said, like a lot of people like want to do shit like that. Yeah. Or they, they, you know, a lot of people give up before they get to do it or, or just don't do it. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that really makes me happy about that is 
we've gone on two other podcasts this year and the one comment we got from both of them from detention with nerds uh just the words of you inspired me or us to make our own film yeah that and i'm i I hate the idea of like patting myself on the back but that is probably the thing that makes me happiest more so than even the way the film turned out yeah like knowing that it pushed someone else around us to do something yeah and that's all i've ever wanted to to do is to show people that you can do it yeah i mean it's not easy no it it can be stressful at times i mean especially for you you did all the editing (laughs) um but i don't know what it was but like the moment that that came out like i didn't have the heart to watch it with my family when they wanted me to because i was just like i don't fucking (laughs) you know but it was just like it was a relief to finally see it there Mm -hmm. and then going back and watching it on my own and being like okay it's not as bad as i thought (laughs) it was gonna be uh the relief that said it and then talking to other people and like getting to hear the feedback was also awesome yeah because there's a lot of things we could have done that could have made it a lot worse and i'm sure there was a few things we could have done to make people like it more yeah um but ultimately i'm happy with the decisions we made yeah so and yeah this next one will be i think a little easier because it'll be a little more straightforward yeah the but the last one was definitely a exploration into art house i would say yeah where it was very much so about misleading in certain spots mm-hmm. so I mean, don't get me wrong this next one is going to be fucking art house too yeah but it's going to be a little more story-wise straightforward yeah to where it's, people aren't telling us it's confusing yeah that'd be nice <laughs> um and then i was trying i had something i completely fucking spaced it oh man but um was it about the movie it was a no it was something else oh but do you got anything else for this podcast sir no all right well no it's a good thing we're not giving this year rating or this past year ratings because five out of ten (laughs) i don't even know if we'll give the year a five out of ten it it wasn't as bad as 2021 you need 2020 yeah that's what i meant (laughs) it wasn't as bad as 2020 2020 was dog shit 2020 dog shit uh 2021 was just shit 2022 will be a dog (laughs) okay that's a good thing Uh, yeah i mean yeah i really do hope something turns around this year i mean we're still stuck in quarantine but i mean are we really if uh, we're stuck in the united states version of quarantine (laughs) Uh, at least it's not Australia until fucking like April, May, and then it'll go back to how it was this yeah. last summer, and then next winter it'll be a different variant. I'm just happy we're not in Australia. We should bet on what the variant's gonna be called. Well, I mean, they're just going off of Greek letters. So. Are they really? Yeah. Kratos. <laughs> Kratos is not a letter. Oh. It's, it's they went Alpha, Delta. I don't know what happened to Beta. I thought Beta was right after Alpha. I, I don't know what the fucking alphabet. Sigma. Alpha, Delta. It's not ligma. ligma. <laughs> it's a uh, lambda, and people are mad because they skipped ligma <laughs> uh, and omicron. It sounds bigger than it. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, the year sucked, but it's over, and we can move on from here. So maybe if you guys wouldn't mind, f- actually, there is one more thing. 
What? Would you like to delve into the thing we said we were going to do at the beginning of the podcast? We did the format. Oh, yeah. So, there's a new format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, th- yeah, this season, this year, uh, the podcast is going to be more this, more or less the same. I think we'll um, kind of tighten up on the structure. And as far as, like, the video things, videos go, we're going to have more reviews. We're going to have... Um, news reports so whenever something drops we're gonna do a video like right away yeah um, to the best of our abilities to the best of our abilities uh we're gonna do i want to start i want to do like movie commentaries and uh more reactions too yeah hell yeah yeah nope. and more consistency yes uh i really do appreciate everyone being patient with us i've had a couple people asking me when the next thing is coming out but with the climate of the world being what it is with COVID and everything, it is very hard to be consistent, but hopefully over the next year we can make it work. Yeah. Year one and two were kind of like experiment. Year three is like the time to get it done. I don't think year one would have been an experiment if the first two months weren't completely washed away by COVID. Right. But other than that, it, it has been, this has been the most fun stuff in the world. Um, I literally get so excited just thinking about coming into this room or a room to do a podcast. Yeah. It is fun to sit here and have an excuse to talk to my friend or my friends for hours upon. I've literally missed sleep and drove a trash truck off of like three hours of sleep to go do a podcast in Lakewood (laughs) because it's that fun to me. Yeah. So... I definitely am looking... I even, no matter what happens, I plan on doing this for a long time. Yeah. In the words of uh, Jonathan Larson, the I take a vow to spend my time this way. Yes. See? Spent way too much time with that film. And way too much. <laughs> way too much. Um, so, yes, there will be a lot of announcements probably coming in the next podcast about specific uh things as far as the format goes but we will keep you guys posted and if you don't mind please follow us on instagram twitter facebook uh follow us on uh, youtube make sure to leave a like rate and subscribe and follow us on apple Podcasts and spotify it really uh helps us if you also leave a uh like and Right, they started to do they started to do ratings on Spotify too. Oh, so. they did. Yeah. Okay, I know it definitely helps on Apple Podcasts if you leave a rate and uh, yes. subscribe and everything. It helps us really reach out to other viewers, and we really appreciate it. Um, with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. My name is Anthony Stevens. Damian Lebo. Peace. Peace.